Hello, welcome to Bible Read Me. I am Charles Vanderson. Today I will begin summarizing the readings beginning with May the 7th, day 127. In these Psalms, David expressed the sovereignty and justice of God. He begins Psalm 12 with a contemporary observation. Help, O Lord, for the godly are fast disappearing. He affirmed the Lord's compassion for the oppressed and innocent ones. David pleaded for God's protection from evil people. He refused to boast in military strength, but rather he chose to boast in the name of the Lord our God. Some well-known quotes are found in Psalm 14, such as, quote, Only fools say in their heart there is no God, end quote. Paul was undoubtedly familiar with this psalm when he wrote, There is none righteous, no, not one, in Romans chapter 3, verse 10. Compare it with, quote, But no, all have turned away and all have become corrupt. No one does good, not a single one, end quote. Psalm 14, verse 3. Peter quoted from Psalm 16 when he preached his sermon to the people in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost, where 3,000 professed their faith in Christ. And Paul also quoted the same psalm when he preached the gospel to the people in Antioch. May the 8th, day 128. We read Psalm 22, which Dr. Charles Ryrie said is one of the most quoted psalms in the New Testament. He identified it as typico-prophetically messianic. He explains that this means that it is composed in light of the writer's personal experience, but will find its ultimate fulfillment in the future with Jesus. It is referenced in Matthew chapter 27 verses 35 through 46, John chapter 19 verses 23 and 24, and Hebrews chapter 2 verse 12, and Hebrews chapter 5 verse 5. Charles Spurgeon called it the Psalm of the Cross. Dr. John MacArthur wrote that, quote, some in the early church labeled it the fifth gospel, end quote. In this psalm, David does not let the fact that God seems to have abandoned him prevent him from trusting God because he knows that God heard his prayer and that ultimately God will be worshiped worldwide. Psalm 23 is probably the most well-known psalm today. Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Psalm 25, do not remember the sins of my youth. Psalm 26, test my motives and my heart and wash my hands to declare my innocence. Compare Matthew chapter 27 verse 24 with Deuteronomy chapter 21 verses 6 through 8. These are some of the most familiar quotations from these psalms. May the 9th. Day 129. We read Psalm 27 through 32. Psalm 27 is an anthem of praise. In it, David declares his hope in the Lord's deliverance and care. Psalm 28 is a song of lament where David asks God to separate and protect him from the punishment that is coming to the wicked. He announces his confidence that the Lord does hear him and will be a defending shepherd to he and the Israelites. Psalm 29 is David's declaration of God's omnipotence. He included the Lord's unpronounceable name, Y-H-W-H, 18 times, declaring that the appropriate response from the observer is to give him due credit for his mighty acts. Psalm 30 is David's personal thanksgiving song in response to God's deliverance. He called for the believers to join him in praise. 
He reminds God that allowing him to live is to God's advantage because only then is David able to praise and glorify him in public. David praised God for replacing his sadness with joy. Psalm 31 is a song of lament. Jesus quoted verse 5 in a way that no other ever could when he displayed the epitome of faith and commitment to God during his crucifixion. Reference Luke chapter 23 verse 46. Psalm 32 is a song about forgiveness. In it, David teaches the undesirable consequences of sinful denial and the joyful rewards for confession and repentance. May the 10th, day 130. We read Psalm 35 where David pleaded for God to defend him from those who have attacked him without cause. He promised to praise him for giving justice. In Psalm 36, David gave praise to God for providing salvation to believers who are in the midst of surrounding wickedness. He asked God to continue his protection until the wicked are destroyed. Psalm 37 is a psalm of wisdom that is written as an alphabetic acrostic, that being the first word of every other verse starts with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Verse 22 summarizes the entire psalm. Quote, for those blessed by him will inherit the land, but those cursed by him will be cut off. End quote. David encouraged the believers to be faithful and not fret over the prosperity that the wicked enjoy for a brief period. Psalm 38 is a penitential psalm. It is in three parts. The first, verses 1 through 8, describes the sufferings from sin. The second, verses 9 through 14, the loneliness of sin. And the third, Verses 15 through 22, The Confession of Sin. Reference Charles Ryrie, 1978, page 833. May the 11th, day 131, we read Psalms 39 through 41, and 53, 55, and 58. Some highlights of these six psalms are Psalm 39, that we should be mindful of the brevity of life and that the Lord's discipline for our sins will consume the objects of our affection. 40. In this psalm, David states that the Lord's activities are too numerous to count, that delighting to do his will supersedes the value of offerings and sacrifices, and his personal dedication to God pointed us ahead to Jesus who hungered more to obey God than to eat food. Compare verses 7 and 8 with John chapter 4, verse 34. Psalm 41. This is the last psalm in book 1. David contrasted the behavior of those who were merciless with God who is merciful. Jesus quoted verse 9 when he foretold of Judas's betrayal. Psalm 53. This psalm is almost identical to Psalm 14. It begins with a frequently quoted phrase that denounces those who act as though there is no eternal authority of whom they will ultimately have to give an explanation for their behavior. The Apostle Paul quoted verse 3 when he wrote Romans chapter 3 verse 12. Psalm 55, David is distressed about a traitor's behavior within the walls of Jerusalem. Psalm 58, this is an imprecatory psalm against Israel's unjust judges. May the 12th day 132. We read Psalms 61 and 62, then 64 and 67. In 61, because of David's confidence in God's faithful promise to watch over him, he asks that God shelter him from all his enemies and will in response praise him in worship for it. 
In 62, David acknowledges that his success in life comes only from God's generosity. While his enemies connive to destroy him, he will wait quietly and trust before God. David challenges his people to depend on God rather than evil schemes to gain wealth. And even if abundance comes, keep God at the center of their attention because ultimately he will respond justly to every individual's lifetime of behavior. In 64, David draws a picture of his enemy's diabolical strategy in plotting his defeat, but states that God will take their weapons and make them backfire on themselves. Quote, the godly will rejoice in the Lord and find shelter in him. End quote. That's verse 10. Psalm 65 is a thanksgiving psalm. In it, David expresses his enjoyment of God's great reputation over all the world for being a mighty creator and provider of abundant harvests. Those who are called by God to come close to him in worship are the most blessed of all. Psalm 66 and 67 were composed in thankfulness as a response to some national deliverance as an example to the other nations. May the 13th, day 133. We read Psalms 68 through 70, 86, and 101. In 68, theologians believe that David composed this psalm for the procession of moving the ark into Jerusalem, reference 1 Samuel chapter 6, verses 12 through 15. In it, he recalls God's work in concluding Israel's trek from suffering the oppression of slavery in Egypt to enjoying the victorious status of living in an established kingdom in Canaan. Psalm 69 is another one of those most quoted psalms by the New Testament writers who applied much of its contents to many of Jesus' life events and actions. Psalm 70 is nearly a copy of 40 verses 13 through 17. It includes, quote, Those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, God is great. Any historical reference is unknown, but it contains the common theme of an oppressed believer requesting God's deliverance and then praising him for the help that they anticipate from him. Psalm 86 is the only song composed by David in the third book. It's filled with praise and enveloped by prayer. Psalm 101 describes the proper behavior for a king that only the Messiah, Jesus, can and will do. My prayer for America is found in verse 8. For God to ferret out the wicked and free the city of the Lord from their grip. This ends this week's summary of readings. My next episode will pick up on May the 14th, day 134. I look forward to your visit then. May the Lord bless you.